Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show, and this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And along those lines, I am really enthused and excited to have Dr. Neha Tana on the show. So Neha is a principal at Joyant Partners, and she has an interesting perspective. I'm glad to have her on because you know, we have a lot of people in the U.S. and uh, Neha is based in the U.K., but most importantly, she's done a lot in health. She looks a lot at, at health and uh, I'm not going to steal her thunder, but Neha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anthony. Really glad to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, thanks for peeling all time to do this. And I guess what I'd love to start off doing is hearing about your origin story or said a different way. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about the series of events that you've gone through in your life that have led you to become the person you are today. Yeah, sure. So um, I actually started out uh, my life from university as a doctor. Um, I trained as a general practitioner and I worked in the UK healthcare system for about six to seven years. Um, There I realized that I sort of, I wanted to have a larger impact on people. I didn't want to just sort of work one-on-one as rewarding as it is and I, I still do practice every now and then to keep my license but I wanted to do make have a bigger impact uh, from there I moved uh, to the pharmaceutical industry I worked for um, Merck or MSD as it's known outside of the US I worked in various roles um, helped them build their oncology department here in the UK uh, and uh, worked in sort of their new products department and various, various different roles was with them for about seven years um, and I did my I then decided to do an MBA at London Business School which was uh, an incredible two-year journey where I learned a lot about myself and I, uh, and about what I wanted to do and I realized that I liked working with uh, entrepreneurs, smaller companies that are agile and lean and where decisions are sort of made instantaneously. So I decided to join a startup after that. Um, and it was an imaging software startup where I learned a lot the hard way. Um, and then I was with them for about three years. And from there, uh, I joined um, a venture builder, another sort of healthcare insurance uh, VC. And then I joined Joyance earlier this year in May when they were launching their European arm, uh, uh, which has a strong focus on um, the emerging science and technology of health and happiness. Uh, our, our ethos is that we strongly believe that if you're healthier, you're happier, and if you're happier, you're healthier. So. We work yeah, across multiple verticals um, and that thesis really drew me in because it's a really interesting way of looking at health. It, it's sort of um, helping people become the best version of themselves, helping people at large. And we, and we look at various verticals from life sciences, healthcare, medtech, um, to food and drink. So sort of alternative lab, pro- lab alternative proteins um, and then consumer packaged goods. And in the US, we have a slightly wider thesis also looking at SaaS and education uh, and hopefully eventually moving into water. So yeah, very interesting thesis, yeah. Wow, yeah, no, it's, uh, well, a couple of things. I'm really fascinated by your, your, um, the the focus of of, of joints and what you're doing today. Um, it's a really interesting intertwined thesis that is almost not just common sense, but like super sense, right? Like we, we lose sight that health and well-being 
it, it's all about to to optimize for you know our, our not to sound like a hippie here but you know uh, peace love and happiness right and 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 to drive us to greater purpose and so the intertwining of your thesis is pretty interesting and i really appreciate the combination of your physician background and uh vc world and 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 yeah it, i think you said it extremely well you know there there's so much joy and and value to doing one-on-one -on -one care but you know if you can put in processes and help companies or processes or or products scale to impact others and global health and, and ascend to that level um super super impactful um i guess i'd love to, you you see so much in health uh, Neha, and i would love to hear a little bit about one or two things that you're you're really fascinated by today in health and i'd love to hear not just what it is but but why you're fascinated about it yeah so um i'd, I'd say i'm really really interested at the um at sort of this evolution of biology and engineering coming together um i think that this sort of space where health literacy about your own individual body and health and where that's going is really interesting you know um years ago i don't think we even knew simple things like what exercises were good for your core you know not not sort of the, put the mass perhaps athletes who were sort of training may have been whereas now it's almost like it's everybody's almost self-responsibility to figure out things that are best for them so that's sort of two things that sort of they're the bringing together biology and engineering products that can enhance that for individuals and the personalized aspect, you know, this one size fits all thought is so out of the window, but we haven't mm -hmm. quite cracked the personalized aspect. Um, and the more that sort of we're out there looking at new products or working with larger companies, um, it's becoming, uh, that the question has to be answered. It's not even a question anymore. It's like, okay, we know we need to do it, but what's the solution? And that's where I'm really interested. And I think it's fascinating space to be. I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, from a joints perspective as well, and, you know, you're seeing so many other, other themes pop up and kind of like a combination of different themes and portfolio companies are pretty, pretty profound in what, what they're doing. Can you talk a little bit about some of the, you know, emerging, um, trends that you're seeing in health and well-being? um maybe related to some of your portfolio companies maybe not just love to hear a little bit more on kind of what's up what's you know fast quick and up and coming um that's starting to you know intrigue yourself and and you know your your colleagues yeah sure so i mean i think we'd be a little bit biased i mean our team <laughs> is all we're all ex-scientists medics physicists so we all have a, a sweet spot or a soft spot for deep science um and deep tech whatever that mm -hmm. definition is that you want it to be um but you know things that are really pushing the edge of innovation so um you know we're, we're seeing patches um that can sort of measure glucose lactate ions in real time from sweat all the way through to bands that can uh control your heart rate to reduce anxiety and nervousness and stress uh, all the way through to augmented reality in medical education, through to sports, um, these sort of uh, lab alternative, alternative proteins in a world where now climate change and veganism is becoming a real, you know, a real thing to try and save the planet. Right, you know, we're seeing things that are pushing the edge of science. Um, 
And what I like about the space that we're in is that we're bringing scientists to the forefront of entrepreneurship. Um, and for me, that's incredibly fascinating because before it was almost, mm -hmm. an, they were hidden in a corner, if I can say that, or hidden behind closed doors. Whereas now we're, you know, they're really coming forward and saying we can, we can try new things. So yeah, that for me would be the most exciting thing. Yeah, I, I love it. And, um, you know, I guess on the deep tech and the deep science side, um, you know, obviously we're, we're entering an interesting world where, you know, when you want to optimize for happiness and optimal spirituality, optimal well-being, um, you know, it could get probably a little, well, I guess, let me watch my words here. How do you make sure that the deep tech and the altering of things and processes and medicines as we emerge, you know, don't tamper with, you know, or really augment the, the humanity, the human experience and the spirituality. I guess in a different way, you know, there's new things coming out that could probably, you know, augment our, our thinking like neural implants and things like that. How do you, you know, do you think that that deep tech, deep science is do you see some promise there that the the considerations of the spiritual side or the the humanity side of things get preserved and enhanced without you know tampering um you know with things we may not know about that were maybe one or two sciences away um something i think about a lot more as i meditate maybe i'm over meditating these days but <laughs> yeah, I, I i understand what you're what you're saying it's sort of like how do you keep the human right. without losing and tampering too much to the point of causing damage. Right. Um, and I think it's a really valid question. And I think that responsibility lies with the entire community, whether you're, right. a, whether you're a founder, you're an investor, you're a scientist. So scientists by nature will never go so far, at least I'd like to say the majority, you know, very evidence-based. They like to validate their products. This is where IP comes in. This is where trials come in. Um, and it actually, it's a really good point in that this is where I think multiple stakeholders will have to kind of collaborate and come together to help answer those questions. So a founder may have a brilliant idea, for example, to say, tamper with neuronal networks in, in, actual, in your brain, in the actual brain. But how do you validate that? And if sort of larger stakeholders like insurance companies or pharmaceutical companies or whoever it might be who have those resources and help those families validate those products, then we will answer those questions much sooner. Um, there's a risk with anything, and I think it's about risk minimization and balance benefit. And we're in that sort of, there's a narrow path, um, but I think as long as we maintain sort of good ethics behind it, we'll be okay, but you're right, there's always a risk, but someone has to take a risk somewhere to try to discover new things. Right, right. No, absolutely. No, I appreciate that 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 perspective on the balance there, and it's... Uh, it's something that I, I think that, you know, isn't talked about enough, you know, just because we yeah. can do some, we can and, and could do something physical, profound, science fiction based, how, how and when do you know it's the right way to do that and not introduce, you know, brinks of, you know, potential future chaos or just, you know, optimize for that, that human experience. And, and uh, so it's, it's really exciting. I guess along those lines, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you view the future of health. So maybe uh, maybe you can tell me the way that you see the future of health unfolding and, and maybe what's that what's that optimistic future look like? What, what, what do you see happening? Maybe it's over the next five years or 10 years, but uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about what that looks like to you. 
Yeah, I mean, I have a utopia in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have mm-hmm. like the next five to ten years. <laughs> it's very much around uh, personalized health literacy, personalized treatment. So one one person who has diabetes sitting next to another person who has diabetes will have two completely treat, different treatment plans because of their genetics or their makeup. Um, you know, I think there are lots of factors that feed into treatment plans. So for me, it's very much around personalization. Uh, that's one big thing. The second thing is around uh, control by the patient. I think gone are the days or gone going, shall I say, are the days where we're totally dependent on another healthcare system. I think we patients or people, the population at large will be integrated into that system where there's real-time monitoring of their own biomarkers, vital signs, body makeup to then drive the treatment. So then physicians are actually left to just do what they were trained to do, which is treat and prevent rather than all the admin that they spend time doing. You know, a lot of the problems in the healthcare system are process driven. Right. Um, I think with, and I say this carefully with inverted commas, the artificial intelligence that's coming, right. the correct algorithms, and as they evolve to become more mature and more accurate, they will take over the, the burdensome approach, and humans will be left to just do medicine or do uh, the human aspect of mm-hmm of the sort of treatment or the healthcare part that machines can't. So yeah, those are sort of the, th- the two big things, I think. And then yeah. this whole piece around biology and engineering, we will be able to understand the human body like we've never been able to understand it before. Um, yeah, so those are my things, yeah. I love it, I love it. Yeah, no, I see us going in that direction. It, it, I, I believe, um, you know, it does set the foundation of a utopic but realistic uh, scenario. Well, you know, obviously, you know, is it five years, ten years? I, you know, I'm sure you're like me. You know, we we te- technology wise, we probably overestimate what could be accomplished in like three years. But but um, right. you, know, you start to see in five to ten years that vision does really um, it just it's just in place now, right? <laughs> and it's uh, it's insane how much you know technology has come about just in the last ten years. Um, just the way that we live has significantly, I think, changed, you know, and, and how we interact with digital experiences and our own personal health and what we know about our health now. Um, I guess, you know, I, yeah, along those lines, on, from a, a personal health perspective, um, you see a lot in health and you, um, you obviously, you know, have a dynamic role where you have to stay healthy, resilient, high energy, but something you do on a weekly or daily basis to keep your own engine going and to stay resilient and feeling good. Right. Good question. So, um, there's, I guess, a couple of levels. So on a physical level, I think exercise is really important. I'm a really big tennis player. Mm. I play almost two or three times a week to keep my sort of fitness levels up. But the resilient aspect and the mental aspect is very much around um, downtime and having time to myself and doing, whether it's meditating, reading, a walk in nature, a wave and a digital detox, I have to do that at least five times a week I think you know, it's odd you're kind of a it's like a paradox right the more we're pushing towards technology the more of an effort we need to be away from it um, but I think that's really key to sort of maintaining a certain level of sanity and uh, yeah and resilience as you say it. Yeah. absolutely absolutely no this is great well 
couple of things. I just want to say um, it was great to, to have you on and to have you share your origin story, um, what led you to become the person you are, your focus in health and what what is really captivating to you and, and you know, that leading into the future of health, the way that you see it coming to fruition. Um, Neha, I guess I'd love to hear, um, I guess for our listeners out there, my last, last question is if our yeah. listeners would like to get in touch with you or interact with social, um, you know, via social media or reach out directly, if you'd like any of that to happen, what would be a good way to do so? Yeah, sure. So for me, the best uh, way to reach out to me is either on LinkedIn. Uh, so it's just under my name, Neha Tana, um, or actually Instagram, <laughs> oddly. I, they're probably the only two platforms that I really use uh, on a regular basis. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, this was this was really great. Love to have you back. And as you see more things in health and well-being, uh, love what you guys are doing. I love your focus. And um, to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. The show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in the world. Uh, Neha, this was great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, good luck with the podcast. It's great. great thank you so much. Thank you. Much appreciated.